Sometimes going to couples counseling and getting some help around that can be really important because when you marry someone or you're in a long-term relationship, sometimes those patterns don't add up. But it's hard to do that. Full disclosure, I'm in couples counseling right now, not with my wife, with my accountant. (laughs) (laughs) There's some things he's really saying that's I don't think we're going to make it. It's that time, time for episode 97, and this morning we are all about numbers. It is Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly is a mental health therapist. I'm Brian Mulhern, a long-time patient, and we both had a very Mm -hmm. similar problem this week. Our blood was (laughs) boiling. We're all fired up, people. (laughs) We've had to learn to use some coping skills to get around this. Mm -hmm. It is tax season. It is tax time. The economy sucks. Inflation (laughs) is out of control. You're disposed. Disposable income has been disposed of at this point, but you and I both had our taxes done this week. Mm-hmm. Boy, we really waited until the last minute, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. And the amount of money that we owe this mm-hmm. year, Courtney, collectively, you had yours done first, and I thought, oh, my poor friend, yeah. when it came to that. You felt so bad for And me. then I went in, and my accountant said, you owe $8,300. And I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and what really surprised me about this is usually I get some money back, but this year, I don't know what it is. We have our theories. Mm-hmm. We've come out of the pandemic where the government was extending benefits for people. Hey, we're going to give you that $1,400 relief check, but guess what? You're going to pay $8,300 for it. You know what? Keep your relief checks. Stop encouraging people to stay home. Yeah. I can't live like this. Never mind what I've already been paying for gas, going out to do anything, groceries. Mm-hmm. Courtney, it is causing an awful lot of stress, not only for you, not not only for me, mm-hmm. but for everybody. And I'm sure you're starting to see some of this coming into the office. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, I wanted to check some other numbers. And the American Psychological Association is saying 72% of Americans feel stress about money at least some of the time in their life. Right now, we're feeling a lot of stress in our life. If it's money. some of the time, you're doing real well. <laughs> right. And the thing is, I do work with a lot of people who have money stress. You can see this in physical issues, like people getting headaches and stomach issues. They're just feeling really upset and anxious about things. Also, how many times do we talk about this? Money issues in relationships because people have different ways of looking at money and what to do about their money. But mental health issues can come from financial issues. People can have a lot of anxiety and depression, sleep issues. You're worried. You're staying up at night. Sometimes this can lead to isolation as well because you're just so overwhelmed with it that you're not socializing. You're not going out. You're afraid to spend money. So it can exacerbate a lot of things. And also people who have pain issues, it can exacerbate that too because when you're under stress and you're feeling more anxious it makes your physical problems feel worse too so there's a lot to it and we were talking about this and it was like yeah you had suggested we talk about finances and I said that's actually a really great idea because a lot of people's stress and mental health stuff can be traced back to some of these issues with money. Timely as today's headlines Mm -hmm. and you mentioned an inability to go out and what's really making this worse and compounding your stress coming off of a pandemic when we really couldn't go out. Now we finally get a chance. Now we can't afford to go out. And we're not losing our minds when it comes to this tax season because not only do I have the anecdotal evidence of talking to friends of mine, but we found this article that the federal government collected over $2 trillion in total taxes through the first six months of fiscal 2022. That is the first time that
that has ever happened in the first half mm-hmm. of a fiscal year. And in addition to the $8,300 that I have to pay, mm-hmm. we have a couple of other friends. One couple is over eleven grand. Oh. The other one is over fourteen grand, and they're all losing their minds. Luckily for me, I'm in a position where I'm not going on the payment plan because I'm like, I'm not giving them another penny of mm-hmm. my money. But my friend up at the fourteen grand level, yeah. she and her husband are people who like to pay things off immediately, like I do. They don't have fourteen grand mm-hmm. lying around, right. and we're all of a certain age where retirement is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. But the more and more this stuff continues, the more freaked out I am getting. And I've had a lot of therapy. Yeah, yeah. But even still, how can you not be concerned about well, this? Well, it is very overwhelming. And I did the taxes. It was horrible that we're paying this much, but it was kind of validating when you went to go see your tax guy. Because I just did my taxes really quickly. And I said, let me just check because I'm having another issue with a tax thing. So I said, let me just do these quick and just see because it's very straightforward what we have to do. So it came back that we owe like $8,000. And I'm like, what? Now, at least we're getting like a thousand back from Rhode Island. So I guess it's got 150 back from Rhode Island. (laughs) So because Mike was paying extra into the state. So I said, well, this is horrible. And Mike's looking at me like, oh, maybe you need to have some other people check this as though I messed it all up. And I said, it's just pretty straightforward. I put the numbers in. So it was validating to hear like, okay, this is happening to other people. And this is kind of why we're also talking about this, because if you have this experience, it is happening to others. Well, it is funny because you had told me on Monday morning Mm -hmm. what you were going through. And I was on my way to my accountant's office and I said to you, you really need to get an accountant, Courtney. Mm -hmm. It makes all the difference in the world. I always get money back. And I'm sitting there in his office. And at first he said, I'm afraid I'm the bearer of bad news. And he said, you owe in excess of $6,000. And I thought, well, that really sucks, but at least it's not as bad as Courtney. And then he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I forgot to check this box. Hold on, hold on. Check 8,300. I was like, no. And you better believe the first person that I texted was you because Mm -hmm. I wanted to make you feel better. And I also wanted to say, don't waste the money on an account this year. This is not the year to do it. But the other thing that is scaring me because he said, I want to make sure this doesn't happen to you again. And I Mm -hmm. said, what has changed? And he even said to me, this year more than any other, I have never had so many clients owe money. Mm. And he tried to explain to me some of the things that had changed. And he may as well have been speaking Latin because I don't know anything from Mm -hmm. financial. But one thing that I will say is, he said, to make sure this doesn't happen to you again, what are you filing as? Like, are you one married or something Mm -hmm. else? And when I said, I'm not sure, he said, make sure you're married zero. And then he advised my wife to be single zero. So I said, okay, well, maybe that'll fix it. Well, I went and checked. I'm married zero. So even changing that isn't going to make a difference. So then he said to me, well, maybe you have to be married zero and then throw in an extra 50 a week. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Paying for everybody else. I don't like to get political, but this stuff is starting to drive me a little Mm -hmm. bit crazy. And as I said to you, the more this goes on, at some point, I wouldn't blame people for rioting in Mm -hmm. the streets. You were telling me just based off of inflation, I think the figure you said, we're just in general, take the taxes out of it and everything else, Mm -hmm. spending $5,000 more a year than we have in the past. It gets so overwhelming. And I have to admit, there was a day I left work and I was just so overwhelmed by all of these things. And somebody filed under my name under taxes. So there's this whole other thing going on. with Based on what you owe for money, who wants to steal your identity? Really? Do you really want my identity? And so I was just getting so overwhelmed. I just sat in my car. I had to shed a few tears. I just had to get it out and be like, okay, now what do you need to do? Because that's why we're talking about this. Yes, it is a bad year for this. But finances are something that we all get really stressed about all the time. So this is a good thing to shine the light on and say, 
talk to your supports. Talk to people around you. If this is really driving you bananas too, get some professional help around it. That's why we want to shed a light on this because you're not alone in this and to try to kind of normalize this, but to also know that sometimes what I had to do was compartmentalize a little bit and say, okay, this is an issue, but I can't get to all of this right now. I have all these other pending things with my jobs and things like that that I have to do. So I'm going to put some time to sit down with this information and go through it and check your filings, do all of these things. But my brain kept rapid firing all Mm -hmm. these things I needed to do. And I was getting overwhelmed because you still have your day-to-day stuff. So that's my advice to people is if there's a lot of financial stuff, first of all, disclose it to someone that you trust. Talk about it and get it off your chest and then make a plan to put some time aside to say, okay, how am I going to tackle this? Do I need to get professional help around this? Do I need to make a better plan? But first and foremost, put aside some time, but don't let it come into everything that you're trying to do on a day-to-day basis because it's too distracting and it throws you off with your sleep, with your work, with your relationships. It can be very overwhelming. Or do what I do. Hit up somebody you love and say, can I borrow (laughs) (laughs) $8,300? Yeah, how's that going? Not too well. (laughs) But it is tough. People come to me for therapy and they want to know about financial stuff. There's some things that I can generally give them, but I'm not a financial, obviously. I'm not a financial <laughs> Clearly. Wizard. Clearly. I have things to work. See, you know, I don't even know if my accountant is. <laughs> know, right? Exactly. So clearly, don't come to me for money advice. But what I do is try to help them to connect with resources and also to figure out if they're having some underlying money issues because of their underlying core beliefs around money. So I did a little research on that. It's very interesting when we have these ideas about money that may not be helping us, but can push us back, especially if sometimes people are the overspenders. They feel like, okay, I work hard. I deserve to buy the best of whatever. And they put themselves into debt. Or there's other people who are avoiders. They're money avoiders. They don't want to deal with it. It's too stressful. They feel like people who have money, it's not a good thing. It's a bad and evil thing. And so they avoid money and then they can get into trouble with that by not really looking at their finances. So there's different attitudes that we have. And I remember reading some books about this because it's like an energy coming in. And I know that you're good with your finances. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily think that you have that issue, but I've had an issue with feeling I don't deserve certain amounts of money. It's funny when I see in my life how it's gradually gone up, but I've never had big jumps in money. I think I repel it sometimes, which is why I'm in radio. (laughs) That's a great place to be. That'll humble you real quick. (laughs) When you don't want to make too much money. Sometimes I do. I get myself in a position where I think I'm repelling it because I have an underlying belief about not deserving more. And so I have this thing about having to work a lot to get the money that I have. And so I need to examine that every so often. I'm like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Are you working harder or are you working smarter? So there's other things that people should look into too, to see if their underlying beliefs are keeping them in a scarcity mode. But here's what bothers me because I am very fiscally responsible. And a lot of that has to do with my OCD. That's Mm -hmm. how I use my OCD for good. And I have done everything right. And I've done everything that my accountant has told me to do, including filing under married zero. Because then I remembered you told me that a couple of years ago. Mm. That's why I did it. But some of the reasons why I was told that we are struggling and I didn't like hearing these things. Well, 
you guys made more this year than you ever have together since you've been coming to me. I said, oh, so we're being punished for mm. succeeding. You don't like yeah. to hear that. Secondly, he also said you lost the child credit, the dependency thing, because the boy, now 22, took a pause from college. And if you take at least a seven month or more break, then you lose that. So we lost that as well. Right. So then he also said, look, there were other factors. Like, for example, we are very generous with charity. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you're only allowed to write off $600 of that. And I said, well, what message yeah. is that sending to society? Right. Don't be generous to other people mm-hmm. because it's going to get to a point where I'm going to say, well, if I can't write it off and if I'm struggling that much financially, you know who's going to get hurt? People like my wife who mm-hmm. work at nonprofits and charities. I had to take that back real quick with her in the room. By the way, I was like, well, I'm not going to donate. <laughs> well, I'll donate to yours, but I'm not donating to anything else in the future. But what also bothers me is there were times radio used to pay a lot more Mm -hmm. and I used to make a lot more, but I would always get a lot back. So I just keep asking myself, what has changed? There is that frustration. And the other frustration is he said to me, maybe what we need to do is have you come in in June as well as January so we can check where you are. And that's like saying to me, hey, do you want two prostate exams yet? (laughs) No, of course I don't. Uh, He (laughs) just wants to see you, Brian. Providing more stress where you just feel like you're watching every single penny. And in terms of being somebody who buys the best of everything, look at me. Look at how I dress. Look at the car (laughs) I drive. We don't go away. We don't spend money on ourselves at all. So you get into this corner sometimes where you feel like I'm doing everything I can and I still owe Mm $8,300. And thank God I have some of the tools that I have in therapy and I just try to relax and think this is hopefully a temporary thing Mm -hmm. and it's going to resolve itself because without that, I'd be up on a bridge right now. It's really, really frustrating. And that is the thing to remember that hopefully this is temporary. And also there are supports for people who are feeling very overwhelmed by this. Mm-hmm. But you made some good points there that I know you don't want to go twice a year to do oh. your taxes. But actually, that would be something that I would recommend to someone who felt that they needed mm-hmm. to stay on top of it more. Now, I know for you, that might trigger your OCD to stay on top of it too much. Like right. you'd be checking things all That's the time. That's the other danger zone. You yeah. were absolutely right. And it would get you to be like every week seeing, okay, how much do I, how much did I pay? You have to look at it in the bigger picture. Like, okay, that's going to be messing up my quality of life. But for somebody else, that might actually be a really good option because they will feel better to know that they're keeping up on it and they will just do the twice and they'll say, okay, they'll just check in with him. So that's why it's really important to talk to a professional too in the financial world to see if they have those kind of tips and tricks about what to do. Because for right now, if you only focus on the stuff you can't control, then you start to feel powerless. But there are things that we can do and I'm going to figure out what it is. <laughs> Determined to After I'm done it sobbing in that, my car. Exactly. I'm going to figure this out. And that's what has helped me to say, okay, let me write a list of the questions that I have. Let me figure out where to go for resources because that will empower me. But also having these conversations helps us to all feel a little bit more validated when we are having some of these financial difficulties. Courtney finally goes to an accountant and he says, why are deductions all smudged? (laughs) (laughs) It's the tears. The tears. Oh my gosh. Well, you talk about the OCD being a component here Mm -hmm. and you reminded me of something. And this is another tip that I want to give people 
people. When somebody else was sitting in your chair who, no offense, because she was much younger than me, she was much younger yeah, than you. Yeah. And she had just started with her 401k at a time when the market was a little bit volatile. And she kept going online every day and checking that total. And mm. I said to her, you're in your 20s, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be staying on top of this that much. You're just driving yourself crazy with stress. If you were 64 and you're getting ready to retire, right. okay, then maybe you can be in that position. Just stop doing it. And Courtney, the market lately, mm-hmm. with everything going on in the world, has been very up and down. And I'll tell you what, I get a monthly balance sent to me from my guy who handles my money, my financial guy. And I also get an email about my 401k once a month. I don't know if you have yours here, but they give you an update of oh, what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. I've just stopped looking at them because I know it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. And that is one way to maybe make yourself feel better about yourself. Do you have to stay on top of how much you're spending and a budget right. and making sure that you're filing the right way? Yes. But as with all things, we say it every week, there is a mm-hmm. line. And if you cross that line, you're going to enter dangerous mental health related territory. Right. And I've had to do that with my credit. So I froze all my credit lines. I had to do that to too because yeah. somebody stole my identity. Because I got caught up in that whole unemployment scam thing. Mm-hmm. And it happened three times over and one time was in Kentucky of all places. <laughs> I got approved for unemployment in Kentucky. Oh, that Colonel and Sanders. Wait till I get my hands like, on him. What? So I froze everything. I tell myself, okay, every month or two I go and check and make sure that nothing's going on. And then this latest thing with the IRS, I checked again. And so I know that it could get to a place where I want to just keep checking, 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 or completely avoid it altogether. And I think that's the message too, is we've got to find that middle ground. Just like we always talk about finding middle ground with things. If you're someone who tends to, like you say, overdo, overcheck, mm-hmm. pulling it back, slowing it down, going to wise mind, saying, okay, how about I put a limit on this that I keep myself accountable? And then if you're someone who tends to be an avoider, maybe say, okay, I need to challenge myself to look, check into things once a month or something like that to stay on top. That's an important thing to know, like what your behaviors are. And that's the kind of stuff that we can control and we can get more insight about. The other thing I want to mention too is when this has to do with couples. So this is happening to all of us as couples right right now when we go in. I don't know how it is for single people if it's been different as far as with the taxes, but... Well, I can tell you that the Mm 22-year-old is getting $1,500 back. Oh, you're going to go knock on his door? Why, you son of a... (laughs) Here's your bill for staying here. Oh, $1,500. For services rendered. (laughs) But I think that this is a really important thing. Not only is it difficult for us on our own to figure out we're stressed about all sorts of stuff when it has to do with finances and overwhelmed, but also when we're in a couple situation, because a lot of times we don't want to disclose to people what maybe some of our spending habits are or maybe some of our insecurities around it. We don't want to start a fight. But when I talk to people, especially when they're first getting married or committing to long-term relationships, they're getting involved, they're entangling some of their finances. It's really important to have those conversations. And sometimes going to couples counseling and getting some help around that can be really important because just like I had mentioned before, from our childhood, we have ideas. We've watched our parents. What did they do with money? Were they good with their money? Did they save it or did they spend it? You never had enough. What are the patterns that you were seeing from childhood? What did you learn? So that's what you start doing in your life unless you want to change the template. And then when you marry someone or you're in a long-term relationship, sometimes those patterns don't add up. I've had many a times with Mike, my husband, where I'm like, all right, we got to sit down. Why do we need to talk about this? He'll say, why do we need to dredge these things up? I said, because it's important that we talk. Okay. And I'm a therapist, but it's hard to do that. Full disclosure. I'm in couples counseling right now, not with my wife, with my accountant. <laughs> 
things he's really saying that's I don't think we're going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) But you mentioned the identity theft thing earlier, and I was a victim of the Experian hack years Mm -hmm. ago. And I think this really all comes down to, in the big picture, adulting. Mm -hmm. And I can see why Mike would freak out when you approach him about something like this, because you know how much that turned your world upside down, and it did mine as well. I had to call every credit bureau. Mm -hmm. I had to put blocks on everything. Now, if I want to go get a credit card, I have to go in. I have to provide this unbelievably long (laughs) password. If I want to buy a car, if I want to take out a loan, and what invariably happens is you do it, and you're going through it. You're like, pound sign seven, zero. Oh, wait a minute. Is that a no? Ampersand. (laughs) And then you get through the whole 42-digit thing, and the person on the other line says, yeah, you're one character off. And you're like, well, am I close enough? Can we please? But what happens is things are compounding, and all of Mm -hmm. these stresses just keep adding on and adding on, and it gets to a point where you feel like, you know, right now, owing $8,300, and my wife had a little bit of a breakdown last night. She said, I can't take any more. I can't take one more thing. And one more thing keeps turning into five or six more things, and Mm -hmm. it is very difficult getting older, and especially as you are approaching that retirement finish line. And I can see where this becomes a big problem for a lot of people, and as you said, in a relationship where, let's just say, one person, I'm speaking for a friend, quote unquote, (laughs) is maybe a little bit more fiscally (laughs) responsible and might have a better credit rating than the other person. Mm -hmm. This is why I keep all of my financials separate. Mm -hmm. I learned that from my first marriage, and that's not to say that she wasn't fiscally responsible. She was, but when we split up, it was a lot easier to just say, this is yours, this is mine, Mm -hmm. shake hands, give each other a hug, and move on. There are things you can do preventatively, but sometimes life is life, and as we say, it's going to kick you around when it wants to, and there's nothing that you Mm -hmm. can do about it. You just need to find a way to be able to process it and work through it. Yeah, and know that it's difficult, that this is going to be uncomfortable having those kind of conversations. It's uncomfortable sitting with yourself with this stuff, so you know it's not going to be easy, but having those conversations, being honest about it, at least it can get you on the path to saying, okay, let's work as a team rather than I have to hide something and you're hiding something and we don't want to talk about it. And that's all fear-based. So have some faith in your relationship and the strength of that and help each other through it. And there's something comforting in knowing that your situation is not unique. Mm -hmm. And I say that because when I got out of my accountant's office and the first person I texted was you, Mm -hmm. I knew that was going to provide you with some comfort like, okay, well, this isn't just (laughs) happening to me. I'm not doing something wrong. And even for me, it was a relief because I immediately turned to my wife and I said, Courtney's going through the same thing. And then we started sniffing around and, oh, this one owes 14,000 plus, this one owes 11,000 plus. Well, we're doing better than some other people Mm. have done. And not that you want to see your friends do poorly. Well, I have certain (laughs) friends that it does entertain me a little bit. (laughs) But there is some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in this and that if these people can find ways to get through it, you will be able to as well. Right. And when you text me, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that you would have the bad luck like I did on this because I'm like, I am a mother. (laughs) I wasn't shocked that you'd have bad luck, but just that on this particular thing, because Mike and I always usually, oh, because he had a business for a long time, so we had to sit and do our own taxes and all this stuff, so we always owe. I'm not shocked by owing. I was shocked by owing that much since we both pay taxes regularly because he has a different job now. He doesn't Mm -hmm. work on his own, so I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. 
this is going to be great. We might even get a little money back. And then to get slammed was like, what? So it is. I mean, this is just, it's a really difficult time. The one thing I would say, though, too, and like you said, when Carla was feeling overwhelmed, to really use your stress management right now, because this is stressful times. And it's using your relaxation, doing things to distract yourself and saying, okay, I work on this for an X amount of time. And then I go outside and do my Mm -hmm. yard work or I go to take a walk or I go down to the ocean. Really separate it out so that it's not coming into every area of your life and you're constantly thinking about that. Like I talked about last time too, worry once, worry well. Write down all your worries, set a timer, 10, 15 minutes, and then put it aside and do something else for a while. Because this stuff can consume us. And sometimes when we go do something else, we can get some ideas pop into our head about things we can do to help ourselves to move forward. Maybe there's that side gig you wanted to do to make a little extra money or you want to connect with somebody for a little advice. There's all sorts of things like that. But if we're bogged down, constantly thinking about these things, we don't have the chance to have a little bit of freedom and some fun. Don't let this steal our joy. Arts and crafts can also be very relaxing. Mm -hmm. Currently, I'm working on an internal revenue agent voodoo doll. (laughs) Popsicle sticks and stuff, too? (laughs) Paper mache, very involved. (laughs) Very involved. See, that's good, Brian. You're using your creativity. Yeah, not that great if one of them's listening. I'm going to get audited on top of it all. This is good for your coping. This is a good thing. But yeah, and also, like I said, don't forget that we all have these money beliefs and maybe work on those. Just like they said, with people who win those really big lottery mm-hmm. amounts, the millions and millions Not and millions. Not only that, Courtney, some athletes, yes. some musicians, MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. Oh, MC Give Hammer. you a dated reference. Yes. Blew it all. Mm-hmm. Antoine Walker from the Boston Celtics yep. years ago got a huge contract, gambled a lot of it yeah. away. There are rumblings that Michael Jordan may have fallen into mm-hmm. that gambling trap. It's dangerous when you get a lot of money. That's sometimes. the thing. So sometimes when people get instant money, they don't feel they deserve it. And so subconsciously, they start to do things to sabotage themselves. And so it is important to examine what our belief system is. So what you're saying is, thank God the government has all of ours, yes. because in that way, we have nothing to lose. Right. And thank goodness we haven't won any large lotteries either. <laughs> Hopefully Biden isn't blowing it at Foxwoods. <laughs> so see, we're grateful. That's the other thing. We need to be grateful for the things that are going well. We have to look for the things to have gratitude about. I'm so happy that the two of us suck at finances together. Oh, it feels so nice. And if you would like to commiserate with somebody who is absolutely horrible at balancing checkbooks and whatnot, Courtney, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, exactly. Don't ask me for any financial advice. I don't have any good advice for you. Can you take a look at my W-2? No. So, yes, you can always contact me, wellness at WCTK.com. We also have resources up on our wellness 411 page, catcountry.com. I'm also at bankrupt at (laughs) hotmail.com. Uh, paying through the nose there at you Gmail. Go. <laughs> you can find me living in the dumpster behind my local Burger King. Uh, you, know, you can find us at Cat Country Mornings on the socials. Don't forget about the individual pages. Courtney with a C, Kelly E-Y, Bedard sometimes. I am Brian with an I, Mulhern H-E-R-N on all of my pages. Don't forget to tell all of your broke friends about the podcast. <laughs> it's free to listen to 
that. We're not asking for any money for that. Nope, no handouts for us. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can get it on your smart devices. Just look up Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian on Google, and there will be a path to get you there. We just give, Brian. We don't take. That's right. <laughs> like the government. Boy, do we give and give and give. <laughs> Here, have some more. Well, can you tell we're a little resentful? <laughs> yeah. We've got 97 free episodes in the can, you cheap bastards. <laughs> Episode 98 on the way. Yes. We might start charging for that one. I don't know. We'll see. But in the meantime, we thank you for listening to Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney, I know you want a cake for episode yes, 100. Yes, 100. I don't know if we're going to be able to afford that. What are we going to afford? Oh my gosh, let's go see what's on sale. 99 cents over at Stop and Shop Clearance. We'll spend an afternoon having lunch in a soup kitchen. <laughs> the day-old bread section. We're going to have to go over there. Aww. Thanks in advance to the volunteers who are going to be giving me the Italian wedding. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Coping Thank on the Couch. Thank you. <laughs> 